Hello, I'm Danny Aiken, president of Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We want to thank you for listening to this chapel message. Our mission at Southeastern is to seek to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by equipping students to serve the church and fulfill the Great Commission. We hope that you enjoy this chapel message and that you will visit our website. It's www.sebts.edu. There you can learn more about our school and what the Lord is doing here. We hope you enjoy the message. Thank you for being a part of what we're doing here. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. First John is a book that is quite simple in some ways and very complex and controversial in others. There was a commentary written some years ago called The Test of Life by a man named Law, who argues that First John actually provides that test for life. If you are doing these things, you can be sure that you have eternal life. If you're not doing these things, you don't have eternal life. Others have argued in recent years that it is a book that gives test of fellowship. If you're doing these things, you're in fellowship with God. If you're not doing these things, you're saved but out of fellowship. I think rather, though, the better understanding of the book is that it provides not tests for life or tests for fellowship, but rather that it gives us tests for assurance. And when you are doing these things, these are avenues whereby God gives you assurance that you belong to him. The fact of the matter is, the text I just read indicates that you can be saved but not know that you're saved. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know. So it is possible to be saved but not know that you're saved, and therefore 1 John in particular gives us what I think are tests for assurance. Its author was the Apostle John, probably the recipients, the surrounding Asian churches in the vicinity of Ephesus, perhaps think in terms of the seven churches of Revelation 2 and 3, which formed a circle of some sort around the city of Ephesus. The date of writing, we can't be more dogmatic than probably A.D. 85 to 100, uh, the latter part of the first century. As I said a moment ago, Ephesus is a likely place, though we cannot be dogmatic. And why did he write 1 John? Well, there was crisis. There was heresy and there was conflict in the church resulting from a growing uh, false teaching that we could call an incipient Gnosticism. And I'll explain that in just a moment. First John actually has, interestingly, four purpose statements because four times you will see the phrase, these things I write, and then he gives a reason. So the first one you find in First John chapter 1 and verse 4 where he says, and these things we write to you that our joy or your joy may be Full. So the first reason he writes is to promote in the child of God true joy. Then you look at chapter 2 and verse 1. My little children, 